0: I'm sorry, I just, I don't know how I missed this in the prep for the show. Maybe part of it was just the frustration over the way things ended last night for the OU men. Welcome to the Plank Show on a Wednesday. Good morning, Josh. How are you, man? You good? Good morning. How's it going? Good. I'm in a good mood. I have to fly today. Yes. Which is never a fun thing. For me, no, no, let, me let me go ahead and make this very clear. It has nothing to do with the travel. It's just I'm a psychopath who can't stand flies, So that's kind of the issue there. So I'm dealing with that step by step. I was asking Luanne if we had any liquor that I could put in my drink today. But unfortunately, this is day of, so I have to stay dry. Uh, it's, it's a joke. So I can't believe I missed this. Did you see the quote from Jerry Jones on no. Mike McCarthy? I've got to have this audio somewhere, man. It is – they ask him – if the wild card game would have any effect on the status of Mike McCarthy and his future and Jerry starts to answer it and his answer like no no and then all of a sudden he, you kind of stop and you hear I, I I don't I don't even want to imagine. and you realize oh my gosh he hadn't even thought about what might happen if they lose that game now I'm sure it's not the first time that someone had as kind of brought, hey, you know, we can we lose the Buccaneers on Monday night. But to hear Jerry kind of go through it, I'm just, okay. Well, I mean, no, I don't even, I don't want to think about it. It's like suddenly it registers that we could lose this game. I don't know, Josh Helmer. I tend to be one of those people that thinks Mike McCarthy is coaching for his job on Monday night. Jerry Jones knows the clock is ticking. Everyone has their their unicorn. Everyone has their Desired guy, right? I mean, I don't know. Before Andy Reid came along, Josh, was there a guy that you just, if this guy ever coaches the Chiefs, we're set. We're good. That that guy for me was always with the Raiders, Sean Payton, because I think he had started his coaching career there. Jim Harbaugh was always one of those guys. If we just get Jim Harbaugh. I'm sure Oklahoma fans have had, you know, whenever there's vacancies, I mean, Britt Venables was that guy that a lot of people felt. I just always have felt like that. Jerry Jones guy, his want his his unicorn is Sean Payton, and Sean Payton's out there. Now, I'm not saying Jerry Jones is rooting for the Cowboys to lose on Monday night, but I I feel bad because I'm literally falling into the get up uh, the trap. But I honestly, it hadn't really registered with me, and I don't think it registered with Jerry either that he's going to have a pretty tough decision to make if the Cowboys get knocked out in the first round. Sure,
1: and this is not the buccaneers from 2 years ago. No. This buccaneers team has Tom Brady has had a lot of problems this season. So they they appear as vulnerable as they've appeared in the time that Tom Brady has been in Tampa Bay. So with that in mind, you got to go win that game and if you don't, then sure some serious conversations will have to be had.
0: It is it is one of those things that on this show we Sometimes we get so caught up in talking college football that that maybe we get um, maybe we, we we allow the NFL to kind of slip to the back burner. I found the audio. I found the audio. I knew it wouldn't take that long. All right, so this is Jerry Jones. Look at Jerry Jones stealing the start of this show from us on. Uh, it's not the ticket. It's like ESPN Dallas, the fan, and they ask him about the status of of Mike McCarthy, and you can kind of hear him going through it.
2: No, I don't even want to. uh, No, that's it. I I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. Don't know if I'm buying that.
0: They edited that a little bit because they asked a question. He goes, no. And then all of a sudden, "Eh? (laughs) no, 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 I I don't. I mean, there's
2: (laughs) no. I don't even
0: want. Yeah, they, they they splice that together. Because there is this like moment where it's like, no, uh, I I don't even want to imagine anything like that. Oh, he's, he's so gone. He's so gone if he doesn't win on Monday night. My gosh. No. No. <laughs> Jerry Jones, is Mike McCarthy coaching for his job on Monday night? No. <laughs> the lie detector
1: determined that was a lie. You getting excited for the weekend yet or no? I can't wait. Yeah, I... I of course, this is what it's all about. Season comes to this, the wild card weekend. Well,
0: you know how I feel about it. No. So, <laughs> are you pumped Jones. up for this weekend? I actually am. Um, I, uh, I think we've got some duds, right? I mean, but that's the first round of the – that's the first round. That's the super wild card weekend. That's what it is. That's what it's um, always going to be. You're going to have a few teams that slide in that don't deserve to be in. Um, nine and eight teams aren't necessarily playoff teams in my book. Just like 8-8 uh, eight and eight teams weren't playoff teams or teams with losing records, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I'm, I've never really understood that is when people complain about more. Like the people, the, out, the outspoken critics on the 12-team playoff. Oh, it's ridiculous. And I've Got to watch more of these games. I'm like, well, listen, just because TCU got rolled on Monday night doesn't mean suddenly that every single championship game is going to turn into that and every playoff game. I I never understood people that complain about more games. So, yes, Josh, I'm fired up about it. I don't care if people want to get mad about who's in and who's out of the playoffs and too many teams. Give me another week in a playoff action.
1: College football would be the one sport where I will allow for some gripes. Okay, with expansion, just because the sport itself has been so tied to. Well, back in the day, you didn't even you didn't even have a BCS national championship. And then, uh, you know, the BCS National Championship felt like a lot of times, by and large, it got it right. And then the college football playoff, it has been a, you know, this four-team model has been good for college football. I know that, by and large, we've kind of had some duds in the sure. semifinal round. This year was great, and the National Championship wasn't good. But it's been a sport that's been tied to the regular season. You can't slip up, Right you have to be great in the regular season to win a national championship or play for a national championship so I'll allow for some gripes with college football but generally speaking like baseball when it added what the the fifth team to the playoffs mm-hmm. and there was so much outrage there it's like eh, <laughs> i mean isn't it kind of cool to have the the wild card game yeah
0: you, you like having that extra game yeah like even an extra opportunity now baseball you got a chance but let's we got we got a lot more to get into than just Jerry Jones and Sean Payton's future as the Cowboys head coach because Josh had nine eleven here on the ref. Kinsey Hansen will join us at the bottom of the hour. Oklahoma Sooner standout out coming off uh, an injury plagued season. And boy, did she come alive late when they needed her to. And I just think I think she's primed for a breakout season. Kinsey Hansen, Josh, I'll say this now before she comes on. My sleeper pick for National Player of the Year. Wow, you think that highly? I think that highly of what people slept on her because of last year, and I think that was really good for Kinsey. I mean, not to get too, you know, in the weeds on it here. At, you know, twenty minutes before she comes on, but I just, I think when you're a player that hasn't missed action and and you get we talked about this with Kyler, right? And then suddenly you miss some games, and then when you come back, it just it doesn't click well then that is that is going to be something that messes with your mind right you've if you've missed games as a superstar athlete when you come back usually it's just like oh here I am when you miss games as a superstar athlete and you come back and suddenly things are off a little bit you know it messes with everything and I think you know just based on was I I think the I want to make sure you get proper – it was either the Norman Transcript or maybe the OU Daily had a – maybe it was even – I think it might have been Aber – I'm all over the place here – but had a great article about what Kinsey had gone through last year whenever she – you know, she was challenged when she came back and wasn't hitting, and not 100% quite yet either. So I just – I think we've all slept on her, and I can't wait to talk about the upcoming season and the offseason season with Kenzie Hansen, the pride of Norco, California. And, of course, the top five stories of the day. If you've missed anything in sports, straight up 11 a.m., I am traveling with OU Women's Basketball. So um, one of two things will happen. The show will cruise with no interruption and we'll be fine to go. Or at some point, I'll get a phone call that says, we're getting ready to leave. (laughs) Let's go. Because, again, there is another airline issue this morning. And this involves the FAA grounding flights because of, I almost said FFA. Josh, the future farmers of America are very upset about what's going on in in air travel. Makes perfect sense. But the we have another issue this morning where the FAA had to have a ground stop. They had flight delays, cancellations, um, and this happened early this morning. The good news is about 15 minutes ago they lifted they lifted the actual ground stoppage. Ground stop is that the proper is that the professional term for aeronautics, I don't know. But over 4300 flights in the US were delayed, 740 were canceled as of an hour ago. So we're hoping we don't have to worry about bussing today. Fingers crossed. We shall see. We shall see. But so, I've got softball, or excuse me, basketball that I'll be getting fired up to call tonight. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, we have that broadcast here on the RAV? I can do some digging for you and find out. So, we got a lot to get to, but let's get to last night. Uh, Boy, you just can't help but feel like that's a big missed opportunity for, A, breaking a skid that has been rolling since, gosh, I was in high school. Um, and also in that Josh being able to pick up a massive quad one win on the road. not just, not just in, you know, the streak that Kansas has had over Oklahoma, but in that, you, you know, you have one quad win right now, one quad one win right now, one. And that was against Texas Tech. And you had a great opportunity last night. I mean, the second half, free throw dispe- uh, discrepancy was ridiculous. 31 for Kansas. Unbelievable. And, you know, I do think that Toby talks about this a lot, and I know it's not breaking news or anything, but I-, I do think officials get really shook on the road in the Big 12. I really do. And I think specifically a place like fog, it can go south quickly. But, you know, it just sucks because you're so close. Now – Again, this league, you can't sit here and, and cry in your sadness. you got to go because it's going to get even more challenging this weekend. But, I know, you were, you were as dialed in as dialed in could be. What would you take away from last night?
1: I thought it was about as well as Oklahoma could play without winning in Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, obviously, the free throw discrepancy just drives you nuts, makes you want to pull your hair out. Ultimately, as great as Oklahoma played, 13 minutes. Think about this. 13 minutes in Allen Fieldhouse, Oklahoma, in the second half, kept Kansas without making a field goal. That's unreal. 13 minutes, and uh, they can't find a way to walk out of it because you just, for whatever reason, all these close calls, Eric Bailey tossed a pretty good tweet out that sort of showcased six out of the nine close calls in Allen Fieldhouse that Oklahoma's been a part of that they just haven't been able to get on the right side of the uh, equation on. It's it's just a couple of shots late, Plank, couple of stops late, and Oklahoma, for whatever reason, you build that 10-point lead, final five minutes. If you make that one open three that C.J. Nolan's got, you probably walking out of Allen Fieldhouse a winner last night and instead just – it's maddening. Can't can't happen it, there. It,
0: it is, and there's a part of me that gets a little bit PO'd and maybe a little bit bent whenever you hear – not not at you, Josh, but just because you, you have to accept the reality of it. You can't play much better and still lose a game in a setting like Fog Island, right?
1: If you've not watched a game there, you probably don't fully get it either.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. And I've never been, so I don't – I mean, I've been there for a women's game, a little south of Electric, but – Right. You don't know, I think, until you've gone. And I, so I still fall in that category. I've never been to a game, a men's game, in Fog Island Fieldhouse. Um but I hear that. So I hear people like, oh, oh, you couldn't play much better. And But they shot two of 17 from beyond the three-point line. I mean, yeah, that could have
1: clearly <laughs> been a lot better.
0: I, I, I And I even heard, was listening to Toby play Bill Self's cut after the game. And it's like, ah, you know, just Oklahoma did everything to do to win on the road here. I'm like, they shot two of 17 from beyond the three-point line. But you know what they did that was good in that regard?
1: They only took 17 of them. That's true. It's not like you just kept going. It's like, eventually these are going to start they, falling. They figured out what was working for them and kept attacking. And whether it was the pain or, you know, that mid-range game, they, they weren't settling for contested three-point jump shots until obviously kind of late there. The, the one from Sherfield, the desperation, I think, set in. But generally speaking, yeah, I mean, look, two out of 17, probably going to be pretty hard to win in that building.
0: Neither I, – I feel bad saying some of these – like Tanner Groves did what you can do, but he's just not a part of this three-point party this year. Now, no one was having a three-point party last night. But you know, the, the whole idea of, well, they did everything you're supposed to do, I look at it and, like you said, two of 17 from beyond three and two guys who have been pretty consistent scoring contributors, Jalen Hill and Tanner Groves, were kind of irrelevant. Scoring the basketball last night. I mean, he'll finish with nine pretty big ones. Ten for Groves, but he was saddled with foul trouble. I don't know, man. It's 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 gut-wrenching. It's heartbreaking to see how close they were last
1: night and not being able to pull it off. And really, that's more than a quad one win. No, I, no, I agree. I agree. I, I get agree. that it goes on the resume as a quad one, but that's more like a, a quad zero win. For Oklahoma, if they get that game last night, it's almost – I mean, you don't punch your ticket to the tournament, but boy, it goes a long way toward it when, so, you know, committees out there stretching the paper. All right. Let's look at this. Right. This, oh, they wanted Kansas. That's huge. But hey, alas.
0: Did you happen to listen to the T-Row in the morning show when he got into the free throw numbers in the Big 12 this year? I
1: saw his tweet that he sent oh, out. Oh, did he
0: send out the tw- I was just texting him. It is. Let's take a break and talk about that because I listen to this station nonstop. Right? It's if it's not listening to Steelman on my drive home or Toby on my drive in, uh, it's it's Tyler and and Ted and Trav and, and More Parker. I mean, I just I, I love listening to this station. When I was sitting at the stop sign on the quarter of seven where the Seven Eleven is here, Josh on Alameda and what is that twenty fourth or or twelfth? get them all confused when Toby read that stat so I I, I listened a lot I had one of those jaw-dropping holy s moments listening to this station and like I said I have a lot of them but that was what I think the dude behind me honked and was like you got to go bro it's a green light it's just how is that even possible we'll lay the stat out and we'll try to make sense of the three a free throw disparency discrepancy disparency (laughs) Hold on. There was a disparency. Is that even a word? Disparency? Did I just cuss on the air? No, 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 we'll discuss, no word.
1: We'll discuss the traction next. Yes.
0: <laughs> I wanted traction on this show. We'll get into the discrepancy and free throw shooting and make it make sense or at least try to next. All right. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. This is the home of Sooner fans. Kenzie Hansen coming up in about 10 minutes from now, so we'll talk to the a uh, standout catcher for the Oklahoma Sooners coming up in just a bit. Uh, I've got some post-game stuff from last night. I wanted to share we got a little bit of uh, Porter coming up here in just a bit. But did you uh, – Bill Self, head coach at Kansas, obviously found a, found a way to get it done last night. Here was his takeaway from what happened last night.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. 10 with
1: 519 left, how did you do it and where does this one rank?
2: Well, I didn't do anything, but, uh, you know, we were – you know, give OU credit. They, they did everything you're supposed to do to win a game on the road. They controlled tempo. They played smart. Uh, 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 for the most part, they, they took care of the ball, even though they end up having, I think, 11. Uh, uh. They rebounded the ball above average. I mean, they did a lot of good things. They didn't make threes. But if you look across the board, what else could they have done a lot better? Uh, and you look at us—you uh, know, we're so happy and that we won. But I mean, that's about as poor as we played in a long time. I mean, I, I, how many layups did you guys count? We missed the first half, huh? Oh, ten the
0: first half.
2: Ten the first half, and how many for the game? Twenty-one. Twenty-one layups, not being able to play through contact. Now, granted, out of twenty-one, eleven of them were hard shots, but ten of them were. Should be you should be able to play through contact, and so we didn't do a good job with that. And then we didn't guard we didn't guard very well at all. We didn't guard their actions well. We didn't guard Sherfield well at all. And, and, and uh, Milos is a terrific uh, a terrific uh, freshman, and we didn't do anything to really create much havoc. So, uh, uh, and then we had some individuals have, you know, maybe the, the 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 least productive performance they've had in a long while, and still yet, you know. Our two bigs combined for 32 points, so and that's something that we haven't had anything close to that all year long. So just kind of found a way, but give give OU credit, they were good.
0: That's Bill Self in the post game after the Oklahoma loss last night to Kansas. What are you looking up? What are you feverishly digging? What's the free throw numbers? Ah. For just Oklahoma and how bad it was.
1: Yeah, I'm just curious, game by game. Oh, I got you. Okay.
0: So, Toby tweeted
1: this. He mentioned it
0: on the air. I said it was one of those true like jaw-dropping stats. I know I'm probably guilty of a big tease, and you come back, and you're like, that's it. But this was one where I was legit shocked. Of the teams that have positive free throw differentials, Baylor, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and TCU. Baylor plus thirty is a team that's free throws in conference play. Texas Tech plus 25, West Virginia plus 24, and TCU plus eleven. Um literally there is one team in that mix who has won a game. And that's TCU and they're two and one. Baylor, West Virginia, Texas Tech both winless. So the teams that have the best free throw discrepancy. Are the worst teams in college in the Big 12 right now? But Josh, where Toby's note goes, Lincoln Hawk over the top grip. When you see of those who are in the red, no one is in the red more than Oklahoma, who is minus 47 in free throw differential, the next closest. Is OSU who is minus twenty? There, what? So you went game by game. Is there anything that does last night? Well, last night didn't even skew it. In the second half, it did because last night what the free throw differential only ended up being what four or five, which is actually kind of a shocker for a game in in Lawrence. But what'd you see game by game when you looked at it?
1: Kansas shot sixteen more free throws.
0: What? Wait, what? It was sixteen? Oh gosh. Okay, never mind. Yeah, they they shot sixteen more. Fact, x that out. Never mind. I thought I saw five or six. Obviously,
1: sixteen. Oklahoma's been their their opponents have been to the free throw line a lot more than them. Uh, the the Texas game would have been gosh, the thirty nine to twenty three. I don't know how I missed that. The Texas game would have been the. Least discrepancy, where Texas shot five more free throws. They went to the free throw line 16 times. Oklahoma went 11 times. uh, 16 for Iowa State, 9 for Oklahoma attempts. Texas Tech 25, Oklahoma 6, and then last night 39-23. So, Mm. probably uh, a combination there of, at times, the way you attack could be a little bit better. Last night, it's just whistle happy in the fog.
0: Yeah, I, I I guess that's – I need my, my basketball experts. I thought Joey was pretty good on this last night on Twitter too. Did you see – because what I saw was less than pass – excuse me, less than stellar officiating. Someone might look at it and say less than fundamentally sound defense, which obviously leads to you committing more fouls. Don't know. But – I'll say this Josh it it is jaw-droppingly shocking the difference between what Oklahoma has shot in free throws in conference play and the rest of the Big 12 just shocking um so again i would ask to my basketball brainiacs is this a situation that you look at and you say listen we're just you can get mad about it but we're just not guarding like you should we're making mistakes. Is that what you look at? Or do you look at it and go, yeah, something's up here. And I don't know what that something would be. Listen, Texas isn't necessarily in that same boat Oklahoma is. It's just, I don't know, it's jarring, Josh. It's jarring. And I can't fathom a Porter Moser coached a team is that fundamentally unaware of some of the mistakes that they're making.
1: Well, and now every single game, and Toby's talked about this, Every single game's come right down to it. And ultimately, Oklahoma's what? One of four in that regard? So the, the the bottom line of the bottom line, free throw, discrepancy, this and that aside, is Oklahoma needs to continue to find a way to be better in the closing game situations.
0: Last. Because
1: it's going to every single night, Plank, probably in this league for the most part, you're going to have to go win it in the final yep. four minutes. Yep, you're right. Okay, when we come back, my, I see
0: the tweets and the text coming in. Keep them coming, Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Uh, everybody, drop us a follow at KREF Sports on Twitter or at Buzz Tulsa at nine four seven. The Ref. We've got Kinsey Hanson joining us next. So keep those texts coming too to two four zero five six five one three four three nine. We'll talk about the challenges Oklahoma basketball faces now going forward, but we're also pretty fired up about a season that's less than a month away. One of the stars. One of the biggest returning bats in the, not just the league, but in the country. Kinsey Hansen joins us next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Hummer. I'm Chris Plank, and we hit up the Riverwind Casino jackpot line to say hello to one of my favorite people on the planet. She is Kinsey Hanson getting set for a big season ahead of her. Kinsey, what does, do you have two more years of eligibility left? What's that look like?
3: Yeah, so I'm a senior this year, playing out that eligibility, and then I have an extra one because of the COVID year. So yes, I got two more.
0: So okay, that's awesome. How's the off season been? Have you enjoyed it?
3: Yeah, actually, I've been. We've been working really hard. I've been enjoying it. You know, being healthy and having a good time with my teammates can never go wrong. <laughs>
0: that's a good point. Now, uh, again, I, I try to keep tabs on everything. Uh, was did we mm-hmm. sneak in a little trip to Hawaii with the family for the holidays or what? <laughs>
3: We did. I actually just got back on Sunday. It was amazing. I loved it. It was a nice little um, break before, you know, you hit the ground running out here. So
0: your brother is not quite here yet, right? He's got a couple more years or one more year?
3: Yeah. He's a junior in high school right now. Okay. So he's got – he'll have a senior year and then he'll be here. Awesome.
0: Good. Well, I'm I'm pumped for you. You you mentioned it, uh, healthy and being around your teammates previous off season you went and played with team USA and obviously it was a grind but a but a positive mm-hmm. grind. So how different has this off season been for you in that, hey, the USA experience was great, but Kinsey you've also had some more time around your teammates and, and to get healthy.
3: Right. So it was just I feel like this off season I obviously did take a little bit more time off trying to find things to help me out in the in the pain area and stuff like that. So that was interesting just to learn about things like that. And it was just, I had a blast because once I was fully healthy, I felt kind of like it was back to normal again. And I could do all the things that I could used to do without pain. So being on the field and laughing and just sprinting around and having a good time, it was just, it was honestly amazing. It brought me a lot of joy.
0: I, well, it brings me joy to hear you happy more than anything yeah. else. <laughs> but I got, I got to tell you something, man, it, I saw the grind last year for you. I mean, I I was there when you when you got your injury re-aggravated and it's just you know, I you hurt for the player but even more so, I saw you grinding through it. It it was hard last year from a pain tolerance perspective and just mm-hmm. battling with anything. Can you just kind of take us through what that challenge was like?
3: Yeah, it was it was pretty difficult. I mean, I got hurt in Hawaii last year, which is pretty early on. I mean, I, that's a pretty great place to get hurt, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I would much rather get hurt in a, be- in a beautiful place like that. But
0: but you weren't even healthy um, necessarily 100%. We Were you even healthy going into Hawaii 100%? No. So
3: yeah. I've, I've had knee problems since our first national championship. So it's actually been going on for a while. And then that was kind of like something actually happened. But, um, you know, it was pretty hard going through the pain and stuff. But then when I tried to play on it, um, it was really hard because you try to go full, and then you can't really. So, like, the mental side of it was pretty difficult. Like, I feel like that's something that not a lot of people really talk about when it comes to injuries like that. But, you know, at the end of the year, we I came out of it, which is when it really mattered. So it was pretty pretty good timing.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and it was interesting because I can't – had now, you hadn't had, like, a major injury before, right? Or, or am I wrong?
3: No, I've never had a major injury like that until last year.
0: So you have something you're going through, and then you come back, Kenzie, and you're not yourself, and you talked about it. I mean, I dig Mm -hmm. that we're in an era where we can be more open about, hey, listen, it was tough for me mentally. But you go out there, and things that would – I'm not necessarily saying they're easy, but things that would come naturally to you, they weren't, and there was frustration. Mm -hmm. So how did you – take us through how you dealt with that frustration.
3: Oh, it was, it was actually, it was very difficult because like you said, most of those things come really natural. Like I can suit up and go hit and be perfectly fine and hit like almost 500. So, (laughs) you know, that's, and I'm not saying that out of, you know, like bragging, I'm I'm truthfully being, and then I went out and probably hit 200 because, you know, I just, I wasn't present for myself and it was really difficult. But working through it, I mean, I wasn't going to give up. I knew that I knew that part as much. I'm, I've never been one to give up. So, you know, going through it, I knew that it was going to happen. I knew that I was going to break out at the right time. So I kept going, and I kept going, and I kept working. Even though it hurt, I went in to go hit extra. And it was just things like that that I think really paid off in the end. And I think, honestly, that's why I hit really well with Team USA this summer because once I finally did click and – felt like myself again it was like good timing for the world series
0: and summer bowl yeah that's awesome we're hanging out with Kinsey Hanson all right mm-hmm. I, I, I'm done talking I was just I was so fascinated in Kinsey watching you fight through it and I and listen you you know I love your grapple. your family's incredible and you know they're there <laughs> to support you but it's just I, mm-hmm. I I marveled at how you fought through it so now you're healthy you're feeling good take us through just yeah. kind of the vibe around this team now as you guys get set to kick things off here in a month in games but what next week we really right. start grinding practice wise
3: we start actually this Thursday, so I'm super excited. But this team is just so much fun to be around. Everyone's always laughing and there's always jokes going around. Even like, it obviously gets serious on the field, but it's always a joyous time to be around. Like there's never a time where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not going to be fun at practice today because <laughs> everybody makes it fun. And the team chemistry is just so fun to be around. Like I don't, and there's no pressure in it. Obviously, there's so much depth that everything is competitive. You could lose your spot in the lineup. You could lose your spot on the field. Everything's so competitive. But at the same time, nobody really acts like it. Like Everybody just has so much fun with each other, and it's just impossible to not have fun with this team.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to watch you guys. For you Mm -hmm. personally, I don't know if I've ever seen more players who are capable – Of catching. I mean, that depth chart is wild from Sophia Nugent to Jocelyn Erickson to Haley Lee. I know there's competition there, but how impressive Mm -hmm. is is the depth in quote unquote that room at that position right now?
3: I've never seen anything like it. I mean, we have at practice, we got four catchers. We've never had four good catchers. So it's really awesome to see. And I've been teaching, um, Jossie Erickson, because she's a freshman. So I've been trying to teach her a lot of stuff that I know and just stuff like that. And it's just – it's super – again, it's super fun. It also pushes me to keep – not be complacent.
0: Yeah, you're not taking anything for granted here, right?
3: No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm coming off of an injury. So, (laughs) in a sense, I'm already kind of going nuts on the field. But um, that also is another factor – to keep pushing me and keep pushing me to get better and better and better
0: and better. I asked, I talked to coach last week and I asked her this, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we watched one of the greatest home run hitter in college softball, just wrap up her career. Kinsey, how do you mm-hmm. keep from not trying to do too much? Right. And everyone just going out, trying to replace Jossie, because I think the depth in this lineup makes that somewhat easy, right? To not try to do too much. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And something that, because last year I did try to do too much when I was hurt, and it didn't it didn't work. So I've been there. But I think that in regards to Jocelyn Allo wrapping up her career, nobody is Jocelyn Allo. Everyone is themselves. And I'm not going to be Jocelyn Allo because I'm Kinsey Hanson. And that's something that I take pride in, and I'm never going to be a hitter like her. I'm going to be like me. So this year that's just something that I – I'm going to keep reminding myself, and that's the mindset that I'm going to have because I know that the media and all these people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, who's the next Josh right. Yeah, all this stuff. Exactly. So that's just something that I hope that I can share with my teammates as well. I, I don't
0: – okay, I'm I'm going to say this because I know that you're, uh, you're one of the more fiery individuals, and I get fired up just watching you yeah. play. But you've only really had one full season. Has that – I mean, 2020 got cut short yeah. because of COVID. Yeah, the full season at mm-hmm. twenty one, and you hit twenty four freaking home runs and drove in sixty six runs and <laughs> hit four thirty eight. Then last year, you got you got dinged up a little bit. I mean, you just you've got to be brimming with confidence heading into this year, Kinsey. Just kind of take me through that mental approach and how you're feeling about things right now.
3: I feel. I always have told this to me and my dad. Have talked about it that I'm like a dog ch- that's like chomping at the bit or a horse chomping at the bit at, at, at the gate so <laughs> that's how I feel right now because I've, I've truthfully have never my legs have never felt this good in a long time and I think that that's going to do wonders for me and I'm going into this season knowing that I can do anything that I really put my mind to and That's really it. And this past summer I went into it thinking I'm just going to play hard and see what happens because playing the game of, oh, my gosh, who's the next Jocelyn, who's this, I have to do this, putting pressure on myself and, you know, doing all those things that everybody could imagine you would do as a player on Oklahoma softball, those don't work. And so I'm just going into it, going to have joy and a horse chomping at the gate. (laughs) That's how I feel.
0: (laughs) Love it. But,
3: yeah, that's how I'm approaching the season.
0: Hey, two, two quicks. I got a question off the text line for you. Uh, someone was asking how the Jen Schroeder catching camp went this winter for you. Good stuff there?
3: Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It's just it's a great way for me to share what I know to the younger generation, but also I get some good reps, and I don't know if anybody listening saw the video that she posted, but I get to do a throwing demo, which is always super, super fun. So.
0: That's awesome. And then finally, you mentioned mm-hmm. you mentioned Cole, but uh, mom and dad, Jason Nicole, everyone doing okay? Grandpa doing okay? We ready for a big season?
3: Oh, yeah, they're doing great. They're super excited to be out here again and just have a good time with everybody in the stands and watch us win.
0: <laughs> I, I preach. All right, hey, Kinsey, I know you're busy, and I really appreciate your time. I'm excited you guys are getting started on Thursday, and I can't wait to watch you here in less than a month from now. Thank you, sir.
3: All
0: Thanks right. for having me on. Can't wait to see you soon. Anytime, Kenzie. Anytime. It's Kenzie right. Hanson. Have a good one. She's awesome. I like. Her. I. I don't know though. I don't know. Horse chomping at the bit. Is that the proper analogy? Because even if it's not, Josh, I'm going with it from here on out. It's pretty legit. I like it. As a horse owner, you know, I understand all of these nuances now of owning a stupid horse. All right, listen, we got to take a break. That's Kenzie Hanson. When we come back, got some good stuff on the air. Comfort Solutions text line. I want to share next. Uh oh. by the way from the 580 as a horse person, yes, that is the correct term. I use it all the time. Look at you, Kenzie Hansen. You know, um we got a couple minutes left this hour. You you said something during the break in the hall when we were wishing our man Tyler McComas a very happy 20 20- 25th birthday. Yes, happy 21st. Um you were legit mad after the game last night. Oh, Like dude, I sports was, angry. Huh? Yeah, I
1: was so ticked off last night.
0: I told him that there was I, – I get this old man thing where every so often I'll just conk out. I guess there was a portion when Kansas started making its run, I conked out in the second half. And literally my wife's like, you're missing your game. I'm like, what? So I, I was able to go back and do the Zapruder film on
1: everything in uh, in that basketball game. And I can – yeah, I'm with you. Emotionally, I did so good. I had mentally prepared myself. Oh, you know how the game's gonna end. They're not gonna win at Kansas. Don't do it. Then when they were up ten with five minutes left, it crept in. Oh my gosh, they're, they got a chance. They're gonna do this. They're, they're, they're gonna end this streak.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> Joey's notes make him even more frustrating. Uh, Joey's got a good thread on this from Twitter last night at Joey Helmer two four seven. Oh, you outshot Kansas forty seven to thirty seven. Had an uh, a you know whenever I was talking about free throws I'd looked at the rebounding edge, uh, had a one rebound a thirty seven thirty six edge in rebounding, and led points in the paint, and still lost. Boof, not,
1: not good. Big picture, these last two were, you know, really, obviously no moral victories, but splitting Texas Tech and Kansas was a must, and they found a way to get that done. Now, West Virginia at home. Got to get that. And then a road trip to Stillwater for Bedlam. It'll be rowdy, but that feels like a winnable game. You know
0: what? You say it'll be rowdy? Stillwater's having the same problems we are. Yeah, but it's
1: Bedlam. Oh, yeah, and they'll, and they'll get the fans, and
0: they put their students right there on top of the court. It
1: wouldn't be for anybody else, but it will be that night for Oklahoma. All right. Let's get your text,
0: tweets, thoughts on the game, and we'll hit them when we come back. Thanks to Kinsey Hansen for joining us. Um, boy, what is this? <laughs> so off of, off of Twitter, this is hilarious. Someone sent me a link and said, I think you can put to bed the whole quote-unquote get to the rim and get rewarded S. <laughs> Talking about our guys getting hacked down low and not getting rewarded for it. Um, incredible stuff, man. Frustrating night for the Oklahoma Sooners, but that is, bro, that is hilarious. <laughs> I'll I'll show it to you during the break. You're smarter than I am whenever it comes to those kind of graphics. Plus, when we come back, is that fifty eight or fifty six? Fifty eight. Okay. When we come back, um, I've got a couple of notes from the national championship game I want to go over, and I have I have a question. I have a question from Monday night that I'm sure has been asked before, but it's 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 stuck with me, and we'll get into it next. That's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. It's the Plank Show on a. Tuesday afternoon as always, want to hear from you. 405-3299. That's the old school Riverwind Casino jackpot line.
1: 405-3299. It is a Wednesday, by the way. Did I say Tuesday? Yes.
0: Did I really? Yeah. Dude, I don't know what is wrong with me today. Wednesday, I'm flying. Uh, just, for
1: any, just for anybody that, like, oh, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday oh. could matter. That didn't I gave to... the
0: wrong phone number for a show yesterday, so who knows what might happen. I might give up my cell phone on the air. 405-329-9000, that's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. 651-3439, area code 405-651-3439, right here on The Ref.